If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June 16th, 2023. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm good. It's a rare moment that I'm in the hosting chair and you're in the co-host chair. You tried, to, you tried to jump in the co-hosting chair. I said, no, no, calendar says you're up. You get over there. You do the thing. I love it. I love it. It's, it. it feels different looking at you from this angle. I know, right? Just on this show. It's a rare It's a rare thing for you to wear a hat on camera, I feel. Usually it is. Too. It's it is. usually an off-camera day thing. For I have a very busy day planned. Sure. And I was like, I don't need to be on camera that much today. So I'm going to take this opportunity to just be comfortable. So when I get I'm home. I'm sure no one will call me out on it. Gonna be this. I wish. Oh I had my hair, god! But... Yeah, yeah. Is that a little oh, front? No. You look like when you go into like a WWE face capture and you yeah. put it in and it catches yeah. your hair and your hair is this, just like matted to your. This your is horrible. Can you imagine going outside looking like no, this? Not a no. chance. No. But that's what I that's wish for. I had that head of hair. That's what that's for. You know what I'm talking about, Greg? I was thinking about something. It's Friday, June 16th. That means that it's officially over. We officially are about. To get a weekend, me and you. Yeah. yeah tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow's Saturday. Yeah. The next day's Sunday. I know, right? Days where we won't be working or we just get making to go, live content about video games. We just get to play video games. It's been, I can't believe it. We're here. Yeah. Like this feels unbelievably unreal because it feels like it's been one month of every day something happening, some showcase, some interview, some podcast, some review, some something. Yesterday was when the wheels fell off for me. Yeah. When it was very apparent that I've been working for whatever it is, 11 days nonstop, where I was just like everything was climbing a hill and sliding back in the mud and just making no progress and wanting to cry all day long. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. They, I, I'm fucked up. <laughs> I need a weekend and I'm happy yeah. to get it somewhere. Yeah. We're getting it, man. I'm super, yeah. super excited. We're days away from Final Fantasy 16. How are you doing? Oh, You're man, Mr. Final excited. Fantasy. You hang out all day yesterday with Ben Starr, Incredible. voice of Clive in Final Fantasy. What a dude. He's Every once nice. in a while, we, we get a guest on the show that isn't dog shit <laughs> isn't a rahul Kohli. no hey, bro, that, that hey, is that right that, that, that is somebody that i'm like oh there's a kinship here there's this like something where i'm like you're you're one of us sure you know what i mean sure. like the austin creeds of the world where sure. it's just like oh wow we the the jack quaids of the world where right. there's just something where i'm like yo we we vibe you really fit well in here. you fit in super well like you can joke the opposite you, of a paris lily yeah 100 percent. that guy I just don't know. I had so many great talks with Paris Lily at Summer Game Fest. So Can many. Can you believe, ladies Countless. and gentlemen, here's what we're going to talk about. We'll Please. get back to Ben in a second, but let's talk about Paris Lily, all right? I've never met a man more talented that thinks he doesn't belong somewhere. He tweeted about this, if he'll just stand there and be like so, like recently about his SGF experience of being intimidated to talk to people and how he just wants to stand there and be quiet. Everybody wants to talk to Paris. Everybody, Everybody loves to talk to Paris. Paris is incredibly knowledgeable about video games and they want to be a part of it. And so it's crazy, like, again, you might think, the way I shit all over him, that me and Paris are best friends and have been for years. But like our friendship really has started over COVID, right? Mm -hmm. So it is weird for us to be around. And even when him and I are standing in a circle, I'll catch him just being really, really calm. I'm like, what are you doing? Talk. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, oh man, Paris, you're the best. Paris is actually the best. So many people are the best, man. I, that, that, Not Gary Widow. No, Gary Widow. I haven't seen Gary in too long. Oh, he's been striking, you know. Yeah, gotcha. He's, He's been, been, you know, yeah, God forbid. You know what? I was actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put my brakes on that one because I was going to come 
off as a knock against the writer. <laughs> right, but I just want to make fun of Gary. No, no, back to Ben, though. Ben really fit in well, and I loved him. And I, I was sad I didn't get more time with him. I was reviewing a game yesterday. I had PS I Love You. I had Remember Blink. I got here incredibly late because I had to take the fucking car that got in that car accident at the body shop. And you know, that's never going to be a good experience. And so it's just a whole thing. Yeah, man. When well, my mom was here, I got rear-ended. Remember? Did you ever hear this story? I don't think I did. Yeah, we got hit. Oh, no. Yeah, not bad, but it was like, that's even worse where it's like an annoying oh. thing of like, I could never fix this and it'd be fine, but I should fix it because the woman's very polite and be like, hey, I'm ready to pay you. The insurance people will pay you when you. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. It's been like a month. Yeah. God, everybody. It's been a month, everyone. But we today- need to get to that next level of success where you, Tim, can just hire me a personal assistant who does everything for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've Every- just been at this, like, oh, all your dreams have come true level of success. But now I really want to get up to that fuck you money is, level of success. Is that you not know? Andy? <laughs> no, oh, my God. Can you imagine giving Andy any responsibility? Barrett, I don't even know. I assume he has to pay you the rent. I assume yeah. that's late every time. Oh, no. fuck, who's the time? Oh, man. No, he's actually really good with that. Hey, I fed, I fed Lulu Hamburger Helper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he is very scared of any responsibility regarding Lulu. He just likes to be her, her, her T.O., you know? Sure, get it. that's fair. I get it. Me too, man. Uh, today's stories include Xbox setting its sights on more entertainment projects, Nintendo fighting a subreddit, <laughs> and more. Because <laughs> this is kind of funny games daily. We're each and every weekday live at 10 a.m. We come at you with all the video game news that you need to know. Of course, if you want to watch live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames is where you want to be. If you can't watch live, you can watch later on YouTube or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong but something tells me today nothing will be on that list greg because we got me and you exactly mm-hmm. we're gonna crush this no, gonna... no no they call it a perfect game that's what we're gonna pitch but now you're gonna have kebabs nickel and dime and everything you're saying well you said shut up kebabs. well if you have something to to get us on kind of funny.com slash your wrongs where you want to go um remember you can use the epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and Fortnite to help support the channel uh to be part of the show you can go to kind of funny.com slash kfgd to write in your questions squad ups and more uh and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content a little housekeeping for you the flash and review is live it is an amazing episode some in reviews it's all about the chemistry it's all about the energy it's all about the are we bringing the heat whether the movie's good or bad or anything in between do we got the stuff we had the stuff. Oh, we got the one, stuff Greg on this one. We and that was the, the thing. You knew I would come in mm-hmm. with some level of energy based of course on this being the DCEU in review. I want to tip a hat to one Nick Scarpino who really went above and beyond to make this something special and You're do right. some goof stuff and come to my level. Yeah. Oftentimes, Nick comes in and is the slug he is every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Weighing us down, the poop on my shoe. But this time around, Nick said, you know what? I'm going to come up and I'm going to be an asshole with you, Greg. And that's really what I need on these kind of shows. I, I want to let you know without spoiling the bit, there is a bit on this episode that made me laugh harder than I have in a, in a very long time. Then it came back a second time and I wasn't even laughing i was just like this is brilliant i'm so proud of my friends for being this funny and then you took it one step further and the third time greg miller the joke you made i think is the fun legitimately i don't know what you're talking about i thought i did but now i don't know just lois and clark 
You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just great. Y'all need to watch the Flash review. Also, PSLWXOXO XOXO is up. It's Greg and Janet drinking, and it's rad. Yesterday was a busy day. Man. I thought I saw you walk in with a six-pack of beer, but yeah. I wasn't quite sure. And I was like, that can't be right. Yeah, Blessing uh, was sick yesterday, so he stayed home. And mm -hmm. so then me and Janet were going to do PSI Love You, and then it was the decision that Janet hasn't been on PSI Love You in a month. And Jan and I don't get to catch up unless we're on camera. Mm -hmm. And so rather than do the usual rigmarole, you know, very structured show we do, we kind of threw it out the window, just poured beers and sat there and talked about the indies we saw at SGF. I reviewed uh, Dordon. Uh, then we talked about uh, Spider-Man 2 burning questions and just had like a basically what would be if I brought listener questions to a bar and me and Janet were hanging out. That's what you got. Oh, I love that. Also, so great seeing Janet. Yeah. What a pleasure. You always she forget is. how tiny she is. Very tiny. Yeah. You're you're right. Like I do forget. Is, is that. she smaller than Gia? You she must be. Because I there's an uh, uh a smallness that I feel from Janet that I don't feel from G, but maybe it's just because I'm around G all yeah, the yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I don't think about how small Jen is either until I see like us in a mirror and I'm like, oh my yeah. God, this is like a I don't house. ever think about how small Gia is. Sure. Ever. Like that never crosses my mind. And then anytime someone sees her, they're always like, wow, she's so tiny. It's similar to Blessing. <laughs> like when we were, I don't think about it, but then at SGF, you know, he climbed in my backpack and we went and saw games. <laughs> I only say this because I saw him in the chat. Blessing, it's your fucking day off. Stop watching work content. <laughs> I never think about how small these people are because I'm not fucking freakish giants like the both of you. <laughs> God, I'm like that big dinosaur that died in Jurassic World. Remember that? The season finale of The Blessing Show to, you know, bring back some positivity into Bless's life here. Uh, it's premiering on Tuesday, right after Kind of Funny Games Daily, only mere weeks after the previous episode. Bless and Raj are back to close out this year's episode. So grab some popcorn and tune in this Tuesday, right after KFGD for a jam-packed episode. This is a great one. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it was an idea that Bless had um, in a couple of weeks ago. It was like, we got to do this. Like, this is the yep. time to do yep. this. And they hustled and got it done. I'm so, so proud of them. So excited for it. And it's it's going to be a good one. So Me too. Me too. stay tuned. Uh, and then over on Patreon, remembering our favorite E3 moments on Remember Blank. Right. Yeah. Me and Mike sat down and talked about E3 and went through, of course, all the stuff that we remember. My personal things of, you know, working so many of them. Mike going to this year's SGF, the E3 in 2019. Mm -hmm. And of course, all the listener memories. And as always, if you haven't given Remember Remember Blank a chance, of course, patreon.com slash kind of funny. If you went and gave us 10 bucks right now, you get more than 250 exclusive episodes of content that are available nowhere else. But we retooled Remember Blank in the last few weeks, and now it is much more of a discussion, long-form podcast where we talk a little bit about stuff. And so I enjoy the interpretation of the audience of there, of course, was the uh, the reveal of the Wii U, oh, you know, sharing games at PlayStation for their memories. But then there were the touching ones of like we were on a hike in the Amazon, but it started to rain, so I went inside a GameStop, and love so I was like, oh my god, that's awesome. That is so cool. Was I it GameStop in the Amazon? Yeah, it wasn't where they were hiking, but I thought I could <laughs> hopefully skate by on it. I don't know. Fucking go to Patreon, give me the money, and then you can yell at me about what the real place is. Go to Patreon just like our producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James... There's an S on both! James Hastings. James Hastings, we finally got some uh, correction that it's Hastings with an S. And right there, I looked at it and I thought there was a problem and I took the S off of James. That's where I'm at, Greg. I hear you. Yes, That's of course, you might remember from a few games dailies ago when I was like, wait, full stop. Is it Hastings or Hastings? Because at some point we dropped the S. Uh, on that show, I did email James, if you remember me writing, and he did respond. Hi, Greg. My last name is Hastings with, with an S. Haven't changed Patreon since I signed up, so probably a cut and paste mess up. As to why I haven't corrected it, because I asked that in the email, I heard it switch back and forth depending on the host slash show for the past couple of months, so I didn't think much of it. Been called worse things over the years. <laughs> 
<laughs> thank you, James, for all of your support. Uh, today we're brought to you by Honey Rocket Money. And thank you to Amazon Gaming and Summer Game Fest for partnering with us this showcase season. You can go to Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest to discover the top new and upcoming games. But we'll tell you all about that stuff later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We got six stories today. A baker's dozen. Story number one. Xbox takes on TV and movies. Matt Booty is talking across the internet, and Eddie at GameSpot is reporting on it. Uh, and they're also reporting on The Hollywood Reporter about Xbox. That's the thing. Eddie, these are all Eddie's reports based on reading other reports. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, and this is our report on that report. You're no, through the looking glass, people. It, Where does the news start and stop? Did you watch that? Did you watch that? Uh, you watched the first episode of Black Mirror yet? No, I'm not a Black Mirror guy. Only seen a smattering of episodes here and there. I want you to run know the that. DJ. Saw that one. I, I, I'll tell you right now. There are a few things in my life that make me stop doing anything. And uh, you know, I'm, I, Jen and I are obsessed with Diablo. Obsessed with Diablo. I made sure we stopped last night to at least watch one Black Mirror before. Oh, where was your head at? Huh? You like it? Oh my god! Yeah, I love Black Mirror, and yeah. I like the first episode has a whole thing about layers, and so that's where I was going to go, but I won't say it. But Selma Hayek's in it, so you got that going for you. I do have that going for me. Um, Xbox Game Studios boss Matt Booty has teased that Microsoft has additional film and TV projects based on its franchises in the works beyond those that have been announced. Uh, in an interview with the Hollywood Reporter, Booty listed off upcoming projects like season two of the Halo series, the Minecraft movie with Jason Momoa. <laughs> That's happening. <laughs> and the Gears of War film from Dune writer John Spates. Uh, Microsoft's Fallout series is also getting a TV show from the Westworld creators. But beyond that, beyond, Booty said, yeah. there are some things that we've got going on as well that I can't, you know, they're not public yet, but there's a lot there. Booty's comments came in response to a question about if Microsoft could make a film or TV adaptation of Starfield. Uh, Booty said he had nothing to announce, but said that in general, Xbox needs to make great games first. Quote, the thing for us that's important, <laughs> and I think what our game teams would say, is that you have to go prove out the game first before you can go explore movies and TV, right? Booty also pointed out how making games and creating film and TV are quite different, because with games, a lot of the iteration takes place at the end. A film or TV script, meanwhile, is usually locked down prior to shooting. Games are very different in that we have to build so much before we even know what we've got and before we can start iterating. And so I think our teams just want to make sure that, first and foremost, we've built a great game and we found something that resonates with game players. And then that gives us permission to then go and explore, does that IP or is that franchise capable of going on to be a film or TV show? Years ago, Microsoft had even bigger and bolder plans for the film and TV space. It created an entire division called Xbox Entertainment Studios and had a number of projects in the works before it was closed down in 2014 as part of a wider restructuring. A uh, little reporting on Axios here. Oh, well, I, that, that, that's jumping the shark. Okay, or, not gotcha. Jumping shark. That's Got jumping train cool, tracks. Cool, cool. I want to talk to you about all this stuff because sure. I'm excited that we're on and I'm excited we're hosting and I'm excited, of course, that I get to talk to you whenever video games and entertainment intersect because you, I think of... You know, you and I, we look nothing alike. We nothing act nothing alike. alike. We don't have similar backgrounds. But we, I, I always think of me as the games guy, you as the TV film guy, right? And granted, you're the games guy. And granted, I know a lot about DC. Oh, you, yeah, I like it. You know, other shit I don't. Mm -hmm. So, like, this is always an interesting one for me of what's your read on this situation? Because as the games guy, as Xbox, it feels like they've got their, sh their shit together. They feel like this was a great showcase, right? This is a great SGF for them of, like, listen... Redfall was a mistake. We know we slipped on some dates. We know Halo Infinite was a problem. Blah, blah. But look what we're doing now. Look what we have now. Look what we're planning now. Look at this. We want it, you know, a first-party game a quarter. Like, I feel like the game side of Xbox is so bright 
but I feel like I, I personally don't want to hear them talking about to film a TV yet. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. So I want to take a, a real quick tangent here Please. about uh, me and you looking alike. I need to tell this story. Sure. Okay, one of my favorite things that happened at Summer Game Fest, uh, we were at the Xbox <laughs> Mixer, and a lot of cool people there. I, I knew a lot of them, didn't know a bunch of them as well. And uh, these these two women came out to me, like we're having a great conversation. Like they're um, a little bit like new to the industry. Like they come from more of the tech side, and they're sure. like just trying to get the lay of the land and talk to people. They play games and stuff, but they don't watch content. They don't know any of that stuff. Uh, but they're like, hey, like, who's who who do we need to talk to whatever and i'm having a great conversation with them maybe like a 30 minute conversation and they have no idea who i am period um and that's fine cool having a great conversation there eventually one of them goes wait a minute i think i recognize you and i was like i don't think you do and she's like no 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 no. like i i think i do and i was like oh well i podcast and stuff you might have seen me on the internet or whatever she's like no no no. you hosted the you hosted something um um, and in my mind, I'm like, there's no way she's Final thinking Fantasy about anything. Fantasy 15 reveal event. Like, no way. I was like, I will see where we go. She's like, and I, I asked you saying that, I was like, there's a lot of people that look like me. <laughs> like, it's, I get it. I get it. It's not me. And she's like, you host Dice, right? And I was like, out of all the bearded white dudes, you chose my bearded white dude? Like, what are the <laughs> chances of this? But anyway, I just thought that was absolutely hilarious as i told you in the morning meeting today you know you we can say all that and that's fine but when we were doing live reacts on sunday ben did walk into the room look at the tv and go dad dad and then he pointed you went tim <laughs> which is crazy that all of that's absolutely wild anyway getting back to it here um, <laughs> talking about matt booty and xbox yeah matt just, booty and xbox. you and me talking about ourselves <laughs> <laughs> uh so I, I i'm with you and i'm not i think that well i mean i feel i know my, my i know my position is the incorrect business position it's it's more just that i think we're in a different place than we were in the the 2013 era of xbox and i know that there's still tv there's, tv tv call of duty call of duty call there's a lot you can look at here yeah, exactly where it's like all right xbox still needs to deliver the goods redfall is unfortunate no matter what way you shake it of like none of us wanted that to be the case whether yeah. you're xbox or whether you're uh, a gamer out there it's like we wanted that to be the start of the the wins and the hits and again Hi-Fi Rush, we can't not talk about that enough. Like it, sure. That was a major, major win for Xbox. A surprise, a great game, a new IP that we now know is going to get sequels and stuff. It's just great. They had that win. But then it's a little bit wind out of the sails when uh, Redfall has all the issues that it had. But then Xbox has this amazing showcase that like, look, in a couple of years, I might still be talking about Domino's. And I really hope that's not the case. Looking at this showcase, I truly believe how many times could you go back in time and find snapshot me? this? But the difference is, the difference is, <laughs> yeah, we've never had a showcase like this. This showcase had so many games with dates or not dates. I think it's the twenty twenty four going to be it's Xbox the year. perfect um, amount of things where it's like, oh, you can totally see exactly how this is going to play out. This feels like when PlayStation Showcase for PS five announced all the two of them that they did in twenty twenty announced all their games. Where I keep talking about Phase one of PS five, this looks like the phase of Xbox Series, right? Sure. And I believe in it. I I don't know that they're all going to hit. I know that they believe that they are going to. And they want them to. I do think my prediction is that more. Hit, then don't when it comes to the Xbox games we saw that showcase and them coming out. So with all that said, I think we're also in a very different place when it comes to TV and movie adaptations of video games where we've had so many wins recently. I don't even need to name them. We've had that conversation. There is the reality that some of the misses include Halo. Sure. And miss, 
I think can be kind of a, a weird one with that because the show still did well. It's just the gamers didn't love it as a whole. Some people did, but I'd say overall, that's not really the case. So I do think there's still this point of finding the right partners to be able to do these stories and characters and justice. Um, and I think that that can happen simultaneously away from the game development. And like Matt's saying here, it's like they're different teams. It's different stuff. I don't think that this is them getting ahead of themselves too much. Xbox has IP. If anything, they have IP, right? They yeah. have characters. They have things people care about, and they're only going to get more and more and more as these acquisitions continue to, to happen. I feel like they're working on the games. I believe that they're going to actually happen. I think that this stuff is you're going to be behind if you're not doing this as well. And I think Xbox, Microsoft is big enough that they can do both of those things. Sure. Interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at this TV lineup and again, we're talking about, or, you know, entertainment lineup, I guess. We talk about Halo missing in terms of, it, it wasn't a cultural moment. Halo, I'm sure, even though it hadn't happened yet, but hey, they wanted Halo to have a Last of Us moment. They wanted it to be, you know, that big because there was a time when Halo was that big. I remember when Halo 2, Halo 3, like these were like, the world stopped, midnight launches. It's all IGN would talk about when we were, I was reading it and then when I was writing for it and all these different things. Like That was the fucking moment, right? And I feel like they've been trying to get back to that moment both in terms of games and in terms of the show and in terms of just the IP. And it's similar to what I was talking about the other day on this show with, who was it, Barrett? Bless? Who were, yeah, Blessing, yeah, when we were having the conversation uh, about uh, would you want another Gears of War? Like, you know what I mean? We're talking about this studio maybe doing something and what if they did the Gears of War IP and yada, yada, yada. And it's such a fine line to walk of how do you feed that fire without squashing it? How do you not, you know, overload uh, it with stuff that just doesn't go anywhere? And so I do wonder about like, you know, a middling Halo show isn't helping the Halo IP that's already, you know, not doing well as a video game, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a, uh a bunch of very important points you're bringing up there where the expectations for the last of us are very different than the expectations for twisted metal and the damage it can do to the brand and last of us knocked out of the park and succeeded yeah. whereas twisted metal can be as bad or as good like it's not going to hurt twisted metal as a brand yeah like twisted metal the brand is the brand it, like it what is, is it, what it yeah is. what is it going to be halo needed to be better in both the game side and the, the tv side and i think that and and also needed to be more authentic i can't stress enough how wild it is that they didn't properly use the halo music in the halo show last of us did mario did those things worked those things had to be good and they were good for what they were uh, achieving because the ip means so much to so many people and then they delivered that halo did not deliver halo to the people looking for halo yeah and um you can say that for the the game and the show in very, very different ways. Um, but I feel like when we we talk about some of the other things like Gran Turismo coming up, like that's a very different movie than like the game. And even then it's, no matter, the quality of Gran Turismo is not going to tarnish the game. I bet Gran Turismo, the movie is the first Gran Turismo property I like. You know what I mean? And that's not knocking the quality no. of the games. I'm just not a sim racer guy. Why would I ever care? Whereas I look at that movie, I'm like, that seems fun. It enhances the, if it's good, it enhances the IP. If it's bad, doesn't affect you at all and i think that's the case for most people that are invested in video games yeah um the xbox side of things i think is it's interesting like like gears of war i think could be a pretty damn interesting movie it could work if they do it authentically and if they actually deliver what people are expecting and want from a gears of war minecraft minecraft is a is a totally different uh ball of wax minecraft is successful already 
if Minecraft with Jason Momoa is as good as I hear Dungeons and Dragons is this year, sure, you got a win on your hands. And like, that's easier said than done, but it could be a Jumanji. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. Minecraft doesn't need to be Last of Us or we, Mario even. Has there been a synopsis for the Mar Minecraft movie? IMDb says know. Minecraft 2025, the malevolent and Ender Dragon sets out on a path to destruction, prompting a young girl and her group of unlikely adventurers to set out to save the overworld. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that... Pedro Pascal, Steven? That's oh. what IMDb says. I know you can edit IMDb yeah, like yeah, Wikipedia, yeah. so it doesn't count. But I'm just... um, I don't know. I, there's definitely IP from Microsoft that I'd be interested in. A Hi-Fi Rush show could be pretty cool if they did it right. Uh, animated, obviously. Um, an Ori show would be so damn cool even if it was like a short or an ori movie i would even take over that yeah um but again like we're talking about stuff that like we're just everybody's rushing to find like the ways to make things bigger hits and nintendo and playstation right now are doing great jobs at it, especially nintendo you look at them with the theme park and the movies win after win after win yeah xbox wants that of course of they course do. they do yeah of course i mean they, you have ip there and again you know Video games for us are life. Video games for you, person watching or listening, are life, I assume, because you're listening to Daily Video Game News Show. But there are so many people that have great memories of Halo 1 and Halo 2 land parties in their college dorm room, and then they went on to do whatever. And now they'd be stoked to see, uh, oh, my God, there's a, there's a great Halo TV show. You know what I mean? Uh, Gears of War being as old as Gears of War is, which is crazy to think. They're a great Gears of War movie, you played that on your 360 and never had another one or played it at a friend's 360, you'd want to go see that, yeah. I mean, my best friend Curran, Halo is his shit. Yeah. And, I mean, the story, every story you just told, I was right there with him. He even, like, went into three, dropped off, didn't play four, didn't play five, didn't, yeah. play, yeah. didn't play any of those stuff. When he... When the Halo show premiered, he hit me up. He's like, oh, man, like, do you have Paramount Plus? Can I borrow your account? Because I don't. I need to watch this Halo show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he watched like three episodes. He's like, what the fuck is this shit, man? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I feel personally responsible for this for you. You know, I could have stopped it, but I didn't stop. But, it. Uh, but then on the flip side of that, Last of Us, he loves Last of Us. He loved Last of Us. There's something there. Make something good. Make something uh, what, do you, authentic. What, what do you think about uh, Fallout? I mean, Fallout means nothing to me. I don't play those games. Okay. I feel like Fallout needs to hit. It needs to be good. It can't just be like, oh, it's kind of like Fallout. Like, there's been web series for Fallout for years. Some of them very good. Yeah. Th this show needs to, needs to hit. I hope it does. Like, I really like Walton Goggins. Like, you know, what Wretched Gemstones. Yeah. Uh, I know him. What? What is it? Shield? Sure. I was going to say, I know him from Sons of Anarchy. That, I remember his character in Sons of Anarchy. He was never like a main character, but he was like a, a co-star all the time. I think that might have been where I saw him first. And the next I, Karate Kid. I love Fallout, right? Stop doing his IMDb. I love Fallout. So I'm, I'm hopeful that this is a good one and interesting and does it. Of course, you always worry about this with budget. You know what I mean? Can they make it look good? Yeah. Can they do that thing? Because like, even the Twisted Metal clip we saw, right? You're like, not only does the script not seem it's to twisted work, metal. this doesn't. I know, I know, I know, but, but I'm just saying. But but yeah, and I, like again, I'm not even defending it. I'm just saying it's like, the, you can look at twisted metal and it looks the way it does, and it is the way that it is, and you're just like, oh man, that sucks that that isn't good. But who didn't see that coming? Whereas Fallout, it's like, man, this sucks. This isn't good. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's you fair. Know? You could do something really cool with this. Yeah. I don't know if I don't as not as a you know. Twisted Metal, I enjoyed, guy. Like, I've never, I've never felt the attachment. Like, Twisted Metal as a show, I don't even know what you would do to make that anything, uh, like, to compete with The Last of Us or whatever. All jokes aside, because I know we've been joking a lot, I legitimately 
am a twisted metal guy. Yeah. I love twisted metal. I grew up playing it. I played every iteration of it. I would rent the ones I didn't have from Blockbuster multiple times. Like, yeah. I love twisted metal. The idea of it, the concept of it, like getting to the endings and all the stupid stuff. I was so in on the lore of twisted metal. Calypso. So I understand what we're getting here. And I'm just like, even then, I'm not actually excited to actually watch 10 episodes of this thing. Sure. You know? Yeah. If it was like, hey, it's like an hour-long thing, I'd be like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Like a movie I'd be way more interested in. But uh, I love Anthony Mackie, so my hope is Anthony Mackie can carry it. Yeah. You know, Samoa Joe, friend of the show. He's just the body, I guess. Will Arnett does a funny voice. Yeah. Cisco's I'm with involved. you. Huh? Cisco. Well, his song, apparently. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, 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 Lord can only hope that that's a episode one two teaser the thong song thing and then yeah cisco pops up by the end of it but we know cisco very well and i can tell you right now cisco cannot keep a secret (laughs) so i assume i would already know if that was the case i love you cisco i know you're listening to this i love you (laughs) i love that so much um but i I forget the exact point i was making oh westworld is it the people that worked on westworld are working on fallout i think that's the era we're in right now where it's like last of us was only last of us because of the team working on it and um same thing can be said about mario and i feel like we're about to enter an era where the expectation for these shows is more prestige for bigger ones and that's why things like um horizon or god of war there's higher expectations and i hope that they that they hit um but yeah with all this xbox stuff i hope it works i hope their games are good i hope the shows are good i hope the movies are good we'll have to wait and see we will have to wait and see tim and speaking of waiting and seeing if you're not following us on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you're going to have to wait just a little bit longer for the rest of the news stories because here is a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Amazon and Summer Game Fest. We are in an absolutely stacked year of video game releases and you can find all of them on amazon.com slash summer game fest. I hope that you found a spare few hundred hours to play all the amazing games that have come out this year already. Gamers have been eating good this year, but this is the only place you want to be amazon.com slash summer game fest because guess what this summer there's gonna be even more exciting announcements coming through of so many more video games that are about to be on all of your favorite consoles like final fantasy 16 armored core 6 diablo 4 street fighter 6 mortal kombat 1 exo primal assassin's creed mirage <gasps> the list goes on and on you can go to amazon.com slash summer game fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games as soon as they go up for pre-order or you can go check out the website now for everything you might have missed so far this year again that's amazon.com slash summer game fest for all of your video game needs today's episode is sponsored by paypal honey the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer but did you know it only takes a few seconds to get it that means if you go to add it on your laptop or iphone right now you could be done before the ad read is even over you know how good it feels to check something off of your to-do list so hey Let's get to check-in. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. So imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites out there, and when you check out, the Honey button appears, and all that you have to do is click Apply Coupon. Kind of Funny's been using Honey for years. It's literally saved us thousands of dollars on tech, food, costumes, ton of stuff. Uh, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone, too. You just activate it on Safari, on your phone, and you get to save on the go getting honey seriously only takes a few seconds and by getting it you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny 
We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use. Or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to $200. That's right. You could be wasting hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions you might not even know about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and it helps lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money has saved some of us here at Kind of Funny a ton of money, and it can help you too. Rocket Money also helps you manage all your finance in one place, and it automatically can help categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny one more time rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny rocket money kind of funny <laughs> continuing this story reporting on axios confident in halo infinite sequel xbox game studios boss matt booty has commented on the future of halo amid halo infinite's troubled start layoffs at 343 industries and some of the top talent departing uh, matt booty told axios that he feels confident in the leadership team in place at 343 right now but wouldn't confirm if a halo infinite sequel or any new halo games are now in development that being said uh booty said the team that got us here is probably not the same team that's going to take us forward uh, 343 was impacted by Microsoft's wider layoffs earlier this year. Beyond that, top talent like Joseph Staten, Frank O'Connor, Bonnie Ross, David Ellis, and more have left the company. David Ellis leaving. Seems like a little bit of a non-story here, you know? But... I figure since Matt Booty's making the rounds, we toss it in. Oh, there. yeah, for you sure. You know, and I don't, I don't mean this as an offense to Matt Booty. I mean this is just getting interviewed about anything, especially HR-related, especially for looking down the line in the crystal ball. You have to be like this, right? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 there was troubles, and, you know, we're going to do the thing, and, yeah, it's not going to be the same team, but we're they're going to go, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, so looking at that, we'll see when we see Halo again in a proper way. It probably is going to be quite a while, um, but, yeah, I don't know. Are you ready for more Halo? Do you want more I Halo? Like, yes and no, right? Like, I want, I want Halo to be back and good. I don't know that that's possible. Like, it, there's this weird thing that happens a lot with franchises where the more swings you take, it makes it harder for a thing to be good eventually because even the good idea isn't a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I talk about this a lot with Transformers, the film franchise. There's moments in almost all those movies that I would say nailed it. Yeah. But they're surrounded by so much shit that even by the time you get to the good ones, Bumblebee being an example, Bumblebee can't use Megatron and Starscream because they already did that five fucking times. Yeah. So then you still have to deal with some stuff that's like, oh man, this, this isn't right. I think Halo is well into that territory where even though they got a lot of things right here and there, they messed up a lot of other things along the way. Yeah. So it's only a a taller and taller hurdle to get over to get it right. Just reset, man. Um, but, Blow it all up. Yeah. Come and, back. But even then, I, I that's 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 hard to you know. Oh yeah. Like, like getting that that secret sauce of what what does going back mean? What is that special thing? I don't know. But I, I would do love you that. think they can ever get back to the special thing? Because as an outsider who never had an attachment to Halo, to see it flounder as it has in recent iterations, right? I would think your best bet would be to release a, uh, and I know that there's the rumor of this and yet, or maybe the battle royale, right? There's yeah. been is yeah. certain, is it certain affinity or am I yeah. screwing that up? Yeah. Certain affinity doing a battle royale, right? I would say you launch that and you make it look in quotes and feel like 
Halo multiplayer, right? That's what you're focusing on. That's the kind of experience you do. That's free to play. That's there. It's a standard thing on your Xbox, yada, yada, yada. And then I would say if you want to make Halo keep going, you blow it all up. You say we're starting fresh and we're going and telling a new story where Master Chief does take off his helmet. And this is the person who's been cast as Master Chief. And, that, and I'm not even like doing that for shock value. I'm saying like, let's make it a modern game in the way God of War is now a modern game in terms of storytelling and what you're doing with it and have Halo be an Xbox first person narrative it is cinematic it is star wars it is a shooter move it's all these things that you want it to be gritty and this and it's dirty walls and that way you can do the halo story the way you want to do it and not have be beholden to things that have come before and have to worry about reach and worry about odsc and worry about like all this other stuff and just like we are starting from scratch and that's this and then if you just want to play halo here's the free thing on game pass that's on x cloud that's there that current can jump in and play and feel like he knows what it is, toggle the visuals between classic Halo, whatever, you, any Halo you want it to look like kind of shit. That, and again, I'm speaking out of turn, I know, but you got Blood Gulch and you got the thing and you're doing, it's... You're pitching the dream for me. Like, totally. I would love that. I would love that. That okay. just seems very... Phil's probably never thought of it, but he'll hear yeah, this and he'll not. think of it probably. and go that way. Uh, yeah, just, just... Make the God of War of Halo. Easy. You know what I mean? We fixed it. Come on, all those thumbnails asking how to fix Halo? We just fucking solved it. Uh, story number two. Top Nintendo Switch piracy subreddit banned after three years. Got him! Comes from West Fenland at VC Gamer. Uh, the most prominent subreddit devoted to discussions of Nintendo Switch piracy as well as emulation was banned on Tuesday after more than three years on the platform. Uh, the community was first created in May 2020, and as of June 10th, its latest snapshot of the Wayback Machine, it had accrued more than 69,000 members. Uh, in nice. recent... Yeah. In recent weeks, the subreddit had grown dramatically and may have become too high profile for its controversial subject matter. It had just over 37,000 members on May 1st when I reported that The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom had leaked onto pirate sites. Over the last month and a uh, Oh, last month and a half, r slash new Yuzu piracy became the de facto home for discussions centered around modding Tears of the Kingdom, at least for players who pirated the game. As I wrote before at the game's official launch, it was a messy situation for emulation developers who usually take great care to distance themselves from any public connection to piracy. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. Uh, considering the brazen name, it seems strange that the Reddit's banning of r slash new Yuzu piracy is taking this long. According to the message that now appears in place of a subreddit, it was banned due to a violation of Reddit's content policy against creating or repurposing a sub to reconstitute or serve the same objective as a previously banned or quarantined subreddit. A replacement may quickly pop up in its wake. Um, this has happened before. Clearly, whatever Reddit's content moderation priorities are, actually banning duplicate subreddits isn't high on the list. Shit's been running rampant, Greg Miller. I don't know if you've noticed this in any of the seven C's around you. No, you know, you know me. I play about fast and fair. So it wasn't fast until somebody we know uh, no. came in and was like, oh, well, yeah, I did this when I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom now on PC. And I'm like, how the hell are you doing that? And I'm like, oh, this, that, and the other. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Interesting. Nobody. And then I, call, I turned him in. Yeah. FTC came and got him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Picked him right up off the streets. Dead. Dead. Nintendo snipers. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those of, I think, obviously the internet has places for this and this is going to exist and it's always going to be out there and i think most of the time as they're talking about here like you just don't worry about it because it's such a small group that's going to go do that and chase that kind of thing but when you release tears of the kingdom when you release this gigantic game that has dominated every form of social media brought every person who's ever even touched a controller out of the woodwork to want to play this game the experiences they're having all these different things 
that's when this becomes a bigger thing, right? When they're like, hey, how can I go find a better frame rate? Hey, can I get this somewhere else? How can I emulate it? Da, da, da. That's when people are like, okay, well, now you're searching the wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to come find you and stop you. 100%. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, it's good. can be better. Yeah. Right. yeah. It can be better. That's the saddest thing for me with all of this. Seeing it run 4K and all these like illegal things. Yeah. Beautiful. Stunning. Gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, totally all this stuff makes sense. The whole piracy world, very complicated. At the end of the day, it's wrong. There's no way around that. You wouldn't steal a car. Uh, you wouldn't steal a car. Um, but, you know, I definitely have been in a different era of my life, and I very fondly remember the PSP emulation days and things yeah. like that. But guess what? That tanked the PSP. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow. Well, and it's like... Technically, I mean, like PlayStation take the PSP. You know what I mean? Like, in some regards, maybe emulation gave PSP a longer life cycle because people were buying PSPs. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's like an actual connection and correlation between the like the PSPs like software sales and then when it was jailbroken and then how it yeah, yeah, went yeah, down yeah, yeah. and like that's when developers stopped supporting things like that and whatever. And hey, we're all in different places. PSP, now what in our lives. Oh, God, I love the PSP. God, I love that thing. Rock perfect size D pad, perfect size face buttons. It's all we want, everybody. It's all we want. Um, Can I interest you in a Project Q? What if I no, not a really. dual sense and split it in half and put a screen? Oh, there? actually, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Thank you. I can't wait to hold one. Me too. Although, I know we're already going long on this, Greg. And I know I've already talked a million times about this. The dual sense edge, everybody. What a dream of I'm playing a game for review right now. And I started into it. And like I did the thing of like, man using the face buttons a lot. Do I want to get the edge out and do it? And then I was like, ah, oh, it's all the way over there. So I just kept playing. But I thought about it for a second. I love it. Yeah. It is so good getting those. I, I, I finally switched out the like paddles for the little like nubs yeah, yeah. in the back. Oh, it feels so good. Love the weight of this thing. But God damn, this battery life, Greg. Like it yeah. is just so ridiculous how often I need to charge this damn thing. Oh, I, I mean, that's even... why they, that's why the, you know, the controller, the, uh, the little, the, the, Case has the thing you flip down, you plug it in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Every couple hours. Plus, you know? I mean, professional gamers. You know what I mean? Like they're out there with the low latency. They're just always jacked into the matrix anyway. With it, jack it up, everybody. Yeah. Story number three. I like my pretty controllers. Dan Hauser's new studio. Uh, this comes from Brendan Sinclair. Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, three years after leaving Rockstar Games, Dan Hauser has resurfaced with a new operation with Absurd Ventures. Quote, we're building absurd ventures to create new universes and to tell great stories wherever and however we can. Uh, Hauser said of the company, which is working to make IP in a variety of media. Hauser's looking to have absurd ventures write stories for video games, live action shows, animation, books, graphic novels, and scripted podcasts. The company's based in Santa Monica, California, and carries the tagline, finally, an American institution everyone can hate. Uh, Hauser <laughs> took an extended hiatus from Rockstar Games in the spring of 2019, and parent company Take-Two Interactive announced his formal departure in March of 2020. Uh, Hauser co-founded Rockstar and worked as a writer and VP of creative on the company's biggest hits, including GTA and Red Dead Redemption. While this is the first we've heard directly from Absurd Ventures, the company's existence was revealed in 2021 when incorporation papers identified it as Absurd Ventures in Games. I like the name. Absurd Ventures? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think when you think of what GTA was before GTA Online, right? Changed everything. Absurd uh, is there, right? I mean, they all, Dan Hauser, the Hauser brothers, what they were making was always satirical. It was always poking fun at whatever, you know, time period they were going for, whatever, you know, uh, the trends at the time were that they were going for. And so, yeah, I'd be interested to see what they do here. You know, you hope that... I'll be interested to see if it starts 
with smaller, faster games. You know what I mean? Obviously, GTAs take so long, period. Not even talking about what's been happening since GTA 5 launched on the PlayStation fucking 3. Uh, but in general, like, you know what I mean? Like, GTAs used to be fast annual, right? Like, there was those moments where you're getting them nonstop in college. And then even before that, if you go to Grand Theft Auto or Grand Theft Auto 2, talking about a top-down game, right, that was still packed with the same kind of humor and, like, commentary, but a way simpler game from that top-down perspective that you drove all over him. I'm interested to see what he's going to have up his sleeve this time around. Absolutely. Taking a, a little tangent there based on what you're saying, um, there's been a, a really interesting conversation happening around um, Final Fantasy because 16 is coming out. Sure. And how wild it is to think that Final Fantasy VII happened in 97. There was one year off of 98. And then 8, 9, 10 were annual. And that included a console from PS1 to PS2 jump. Yeah. It's just, it's so wild. And like, that was a time where um, a little before I was like actively into stuff. Like, I think my first issue of EGM actually was the Final Fantasy VII review. That's awesome. Um, so like, I really, from the beginning of that era was like invested in at least reading about it, but I didn't play until 10. Um, but I, and as much as I know about the history and going back and all that stuff, I wasn't there. So there's a lot of stuff that I, I wasn't really fully yeah. ingrained into my brain. Um, so seeing all these Twitter threads of people that were like kind of just dropping knowledge and stuff um, like Del Walker, um, who if you don't follow Del Walker on Twitter, you're messing up, man. He is so cool, has such great insight into video games, has such like amazing historical knowledge of and perspective on on games and stuff and i'm always learning stuff from him i didn't know final fantasy 10 being one of my favorite games ever like i did not know that there was based on this original concept called 17 that is very similar to the story of 10 but like with a couple major differences and there's like actual concept art for it and like there's all this cool stuff i ended up going down a rabbit hole anyway i just think it's really cool like looking back at the history of those games being essentially annualized and as big and iconic as they are and the quality of those games being so high, you look at the Grand Theft Autos and how high those uh, the quality of those games are, and then all the conversations from Matt Booty uh, interviews here about video games are taking six to ten years uh, to make. Yeah. And that just being the standard. And we're talking about Grand Theft Auto. We're talking about Final Fantasy. Looking at how big the gaps are between the core titles. Like, we don't even have an idea when GTA 6 is coming out. Like, for real, for real. For real. And that's... Like, do, do you think that there's a chance that GTA 6 doesn't even make it this generation? Man. I say no. I think, you. I mean, I feel even though GTA Online is such a huge success and huge cash cow, I think Take-Two would definitely want them to get this out. And I'm sure Rockstar also wants to. Like, you know, one of the things from both the Matt Booty conversations uh, about, you know, games taking longer, Corey Barlog talking about how long takes games take, you talk about these development teams that you get into video game development to make video games. And so if you're going to just get there and work on something nonstop and never be able to reveal it, never be able to get it out and never like that, you're going to, it's going to atrophy. You're going to lose people to that grind and get them out there to one where they can actually go make a game and put a game out. And so, no, I think, I think we're overdue already. And so I think it has to happen this generation. Yeah. I think the biggest thing too is like, you're going to want that. The, the amount of consoles out there, you're going to want to be able sure. to sell the sequel to the biggest game of all time to as many people as possible. So. And it's that same thing as always, right? Of like, you know, launching it this generation as they've already proven doesn't mean you don't get to get it in PS6, PS7, whatever you're going to do, whatever their new online would be. However, they're changing that stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Story number four, you can pre-order Spider-Man 2 today. Uh, this is uh, they say that here. hero can save us. I want to watch Across the Spider-Verse one more time, Greg. 
Okay. I want to watch The Flash again, so yeah. we can drive to the theater together and go to different theaters. I like that. Uh, three editions here. Standard, $70. Deluxe, del- Digital Deluxe, $80, which comes with Spider-Man 2 Digital Deluxe Edition, um, the copy of the game, pre-order bonus, plus the following extras. Five unique suits for Peter, five unique su- suits for Miles, additional photo mode items, two skill points. Get fucked. Uh, collector's <laughs> edition, two hundred thirty dollars. The collector's edition uh, is two hundred thirty bucks. It comes with all those other things, some physical items, including a nineteen-inch collector's edition statue, steelbook case, digital items. Again, same two skills. This points is exclusive. The digital. I'm sorry. The statue collector's edition, two hundred thirty dollars, is exclusive to PlayStation Direct. Got it. Got it. Pretty damn cool statue. Yeah. I'm not a big statue guy, but that one's cool. It's always the same thing. Well, that is a cool statue, and what is the build quality of it? Oh, yeah. When I get out of the box, am I dealing with some 3D printed plastic, or has that got a nice feel to it? Is it $230 worth of feel? I love the suits that they're dropping for this one. Like These like hooded ones are yeah. so free. What is your favorite suit in Insomniac? The hooded ones are weird to me. These feel more like almost Batman Arkham type of suits. Well, I was going to jump in yeah, too on that before we jump over that and be like, yeah, none of these turn me on. Really? None of these do I look at and go, yeah, that's what I want. What are the other ones? The one Chris Anka worked on the other ones, the capeless ones, right? Or at least one of them for the capeless ones. Yeah, I believe Chris worked on the encoded suit, that black and yellow one in the bottom. Yeah, that's right. That tracks. It's dope. And even those I look at and I'm like, all right, cool. Oh, well, uh, what is that? The Spider-Man. What is this? Store. A monkey suit? What's that? What's top row four over? Stone monkeys. Stone monkey suit from out here. I'm like that kind of looks different and neat. What's the one next to him there? It's like a spider punk, but it's not spider punk. Uh, a punkalyptic. A punkalyptic. Cool. See all of these like the ones that are like, and I sh- and correct me if I'm wrong, chat please. You're wrong. I know we said we we're gonna pitch a perfect game, but you know leave it up please. Uh, I look at these and these are original creations for the most part. If you can toss them back up, Barrett. Like I'm I'm not. These aren't jumping off the page of Spider-Man iconic suits I remember. And for me personally, that's how it always comes down. Where it's like, I don't... When they made like the stealth suit or whatever in, in, in Spider-Man uh, PS4, uh, I was like, cool. I don't want that. I want, I want the ones that speak to me as a Spider-Man fan. So like... Yeah. What did I use the most in Insomniac? I used the basic one as soon as I could. Like, as soon as I could get out of the white spider and get into the traditional Spider-Man suit, I did and probably played pretty much the whole way through with that. It was then when they added... Well, then they had the cell-shaded one, the the Ninja Spider-Man. I used that a lot. When I came back and did another playthrough for whatever, I was using the the Spider-Verse Spider-Man. Peter B. Parker. Yeah, Peter B. Parker. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Eventually, remember, they did that that cell-shaded... one that wasn't the Ninja Spider-Man that was like the 60s cartoon or the with the dots on it. You know what I'm that talking about? That was core game, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know it's core game. I can't remember the title of it, but oh, I used that gotcha. one a lot yeah, too yeah, when yeah. I unlocked that I love one. that one. Yeah. That, that was, what about you? That was my favorite of the for Peter Parker, but my favorite from any of the games so far. And like, honestly, I think my favorite Spider-Man shoot, suit period is the Miles 2020 suit mm-hmm. that they had in Insomniac yeah. with, with like the digital face yeah, thing yeah, and the cool. headphones and the um, sick-ass bomber jacket and stuff. I'm like, that is fucking Awesome. For Miles, I use the one with him and the scarf and the hat and the head, the earmuffs a lot. I've looked into uh, getting a cosplay of that one. Oh, wow. Before, and I was like, I might do it one day. Uh-huh. I might do it, Greg. And then, Barrett, what did you say your favorite was? Uh, I liked using the MCU uh, suits for, for Peter in yeah, the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially because they had, like, multiple of them. And then, yeah, for Miles, I, I honestly, for Miles is when I went over to uh, into the Spider-Verse uh, a lot. Sure. Hell yeah. Um, couldn't get the Jordans though. I always hate that. We're not so close. Ones. Um, story number five: CD Projekt is adding legendary Witcher sword to Cyberpunk 2077. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale. 
Um, they're adding the legendary Witcher-themed sword through its upcoming Phantom Liberty expansion. Announced on GOG.com, anyone who pre-orders Phantom Liberty has and has their GOG account, uh, which is CD Projekt's version of Steam, connected will be rewarded with a series of goodies depending on which other game they've played. Uh, those who own Witcher 3 Wild Hunt get a red and brown leather hoodie for V to dress up in that looks sort of like a 2077 version of the School of the Cat armor. Uh, these players will also be awarded the Gwynblade sword, which is reminiscent of of Erendite from the original Witcher and the third game's Blood and Wine expansion. Gwynvold is also Geralt's 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 I don't fucking know, dude. Geralt. This is one of Gerald. these things I hate. I get so It's stressed. Gerald. I know I can just kind of rush through the Gwynvold sword. Yeah, yeah. really gonna correct me. And here's his name. I'm like, I don't know how to say it. I get Geralt. stressed out, yeah, Greg. Yeah. Geralt. Geralt. You got it. Not gonna remember it. Never have, never it's will. Okay. You don't need to don't worry. Um the nickname in Elder Speech, which translates to White Wolf. Jerry. I'm going to call him Jerry. Thanks, Vic Rattler. I'm <laughs> a boy, Jerry. Uh, story. Oh, do you have anything there? Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. Fine. That's great. I'm not going to link any of that stuff up. I'm just excited to play Phantom Liberty when it drops. It looks pretty damn cool, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, story number six. Skyrim Granny is not in Starfield and will never play it. Read it because it's a. You, you remember this? You remember the? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, when I saw this headline, I was like, yeah, I didn't expect her to be in it, but why will she never play it? And I don't think they even answer it. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from Joseph Yaden at GameSpot. Shirley Curry, a.k.a. Skyrim Grandma, uh, won't be making an appearance in the upcoming Starfield. The 87-year-old YouTuber who will be featured in The Elder Scrolls VI as an NPC confirmed she wasn't contacted about being in Bethesda's upcoming space RPG. Uh, quote, they never contacted me to be in Starfield, so I'm not. Keep going. Also, I will never play it. <laughs> Done. That's the end. And then the article goes on as if that's not a fucking crazy thing to say. I mean, maybe she's just not into space. You that's know? fine. But I mean, I would have a follow-up comment or question. You know what I mean? Like, I would be like, wait, Shirley Curry, why? Does she follow me? Can I DM or can I get Shirley Curry? During the recent Starfield Direct, Bethesda made a reference to a character named Grandma, leading to speculation that Curry may be featured in the game. Though, as relayed by Games Radar, Curry said, quote, someone called Grandma may just be a nod to me, which would be sweet. Good for you, Grandma. Good for you. This is going to be a guaranteed 3 out of 10 without her. Yeah, damn, you're right. Has nobody thought about Shirley that? Shirley Curry on YouTube. I don't, I don't give a shit how many sandwiches I can put on my spaceship. If there's no Skyrim Grandma, I'm out, man. Yeah. Space you... Grandma. She did a vlog on in September. Oh, she did it here. My writings in book number one, Kingdom Far Far Away. I forget. Does YouTube now allow you to leave video... Like responses. Remember that was something. I think they took that away. Oh. Even if, I'm gonna I'm gonna check real quick. You can go and do your thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna just gonna it. check on the app if I can do it. Yeah. YouTube allowing video responses, Greg. That was so long ago. I never you. Oh! <laughs> ah! It's easy, Tim. You go to the list of official upcoming software on all three platforms, and everything else is listed by the IGN editors each and every day. Kind of funny, beyond whatever. Did you see Ben yesterday? My son? Yeah, I saw Ben. Ben Star. Oh, yeah, I saw him too. Crush that. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. Without even looking at the script. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Because he did the thing where he had the paper script in front of him, and he looked down at it, and then he just started doing it, and then I looked at it, and it was like he wasn't even on the right page. What a man. Wow. Uh, out today, stay out of the house on everything. Alchemic Cutie, 
on PS4, 5, and Switch. Park Beyond on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. Uh, Chess Gambit on Xbox One and Series X. F123 on everything except Switch. Shark Pinball on Xbox and Xbox Series X. Guardians of Home on PC via EA. Some new dates for you. Fire Emblem is coming to GBA Switch Online Expansion Pack on June 22nd. Great little fun fact for you. This Uh is the first ever localized Fire Emblem. The first time Fire Emblem made its way to America. This is Fire Emblem 7 um, on the Game Boy Advance. And this one features Roy and Lynn, um, characters that you might know from Super Smash Bros. Our boy Roy. Our our, our boy Roy, exactly. Lynn was an assist trophy. Um, But anyways, this was. uh, I was so excited about giving this game a shot. And I ended up renting it, and I hated it absolutely really hated it and i was like oh man because roy was my main in melee okay so i was like oh man i'm so bummed that i'm finally playing these games and i don't like this at all it wasn't until path of radiance on the gamecube uh with ike that i played through i was like wow fire emblem's actually one of my favorite franchises of all time a couple years ago tim you're a fucking moron so i'm excited to give this one another shot i haven't played it since that fateful day all right great news everybody surely the skyrim grandma still has one point 22 million uh, subs, right? But she doesn't seem to be like super crazy popular anymore. Like people are really there. So there's just 31 comments on our most recent vlog and she is answering them. So I've posted, hi Shirley, we're talking about you not being in Starfield on Kind of Funny Games Daily. We have a follow-up question. Why will you never play Starfield? Thank you, Greg. Doing the the reporting. Hold on here. I'm doing the legwork that GameSpot is afraid to do. This better be the headline for Monday, Greg. People in the chat are telling me that it's not Roy, it's Roy's dad. You're telling me this man on the box art is not Roy? That's Roy's dad? I need to play this. <laughs> you got it now. That, that's Roy. That's my boy. That's your boy Roy right there. Spitting that's my boy's a, father. Spitting image of his father, you know? Oh, wow. We don't make him like they used to. Um, deals of the day for you. This comes from GameSpot. With Marvel Spider-Man 2 releasing on October 20th, now is a great time to revisit the first entry in the series. Oh, my God. More like Roy's his boy. <laughs> Mr. Showtime. Hey! Uh, with Marvel Spider-Man 2 releasing October 20th, it's now a great time to revisit the first entry in the series. And if you're interested in playing it on PC, Newegg, damn, I haven't thought about Newegg in way too long, everybody, um, has a stellar deal on Marvel's Spider-Man remastered Steam keys. You can snag a Steam key for only $30 today only. If you want PC Spider-Man, 30 bucks, you got to go over to Newegg and enter promo code SSZCTA622. Pull your car over and write this down. (laughs) I'll put it in the description. (sighs) If you miss out on that deal, uh, Fanatical selling the game uh, without any codes for $35 until next Wednesday. Um, Now, Greg, it's time to go to your wrong. Let's see how we did. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm we ready. just we just fucking nailed it. Yeah. We yeah, actually great. fucking nailed actually. it. There's only two things that are just saying that we're right. Okay. So I want to read them. Okay, sure. Just because we're so damn right. You're right. Welcome to your right. Welcome your to your right. Hi, my name is Ro. Says Final Fantasy annualized on PS1. Tim mentioned 789 being almost annual, skipping 98. He's right. But the spinoff Final Fantasy Tactics came out in 98. So four straight years of Final Fantasy Bangers on PS1, five with X on PS2. I love that. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Tactics, I can't wait for a remake. That's that's one of my biggest blind spots in Final Fantasy, okay. in tactic games, in everything. And there's no way I don't absolutely love it. So excited for that. Uh, and then Kebab says, Greg's correct. All the pre-order suits are original designs. Great. Thank you very much, Kebabs. Yeah. 
So cool. Now we just keep refreshing Shirley's video. Wait for her to respond. Hoping to me. for the best here. I've yeah. already got a thumbs up. Well, that's great. So I'm getting close. Yeah. She's replying to you? No, I mean, so, so many thumbs up. You know how YouTube works. It does, it's not favorited by the creator. Gotcha. It's just thumbs up. So wait, in your head, you just left a comment on her last video, and yeah. you think she saw that immediately, or she's going to see it in the next couple Two of thumbs minutes, up. and Two then thumbs up. she's going to be like, oh, fuck, that's such a good question. I need to make a vlog right now. No, 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 okay. no, 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 Barrett. I All expect right. her in the next few minutes to see the comment and re just write out why she's not going to play Starfield. Gotcha. I don't okay. expect to make content for Shirley. Shirley, if you want to make the content, I'm all about it. Go ahead, put it up on the TikTok. Do whatever you got to do. All right. I'm trying. Right. She, she's been responding to comments, like I said. I'm seeing stuff in here. A lot of gotcha, thank yous gotcha. from two hours ago. I think that's just when she did her last pass of her comments. So, Greg? Let her have lunch. She'll probably get back to it after lunch. Are you well, she's in Ohio, so again. Yeah, 2 p.m. Time zones. Late you, lunch. You think she's having a 2 p.m. lunch? Yeah, old people, man. You never know. No, I mean, when I had a grandma, she would eat dinner at like oh, 4.35. Yeah, You're yeah. getting too close to dinner time to have a 2 p.m. lunch. Yeah. Oh, I got six thumbs up. I'm going to be a star. <sighs> popping off You know, just because I'm going to thumbs my own comment up. I, no, I, do seven. Do I wonder if my grandma knows her, you know? How close to, I don't know anything about Shirley other than she's a Skyrim grandma, but she lives in, or well, her P.O. box is in, is in Lebanon, Ohio. How close is that? Lebanon? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I've never fucking heard of Lebanon, Ohio. <laughs> you ever meet Drew Carey? No. No. That surprises me. Not that I have. I just imagine that Greg Miller and Drew Carey have been in the same I feel room like, before. Well, I feel like there definitely would have been a point in Drew Carey's uh, when I mean, like you room maybe at an E3, we were all on the same, you know, under the same roof kind of thing. Uh, but I feel like once he got that Price is Right gig, that put him in a new specter, specter, sphere and sector. That's what Drew I. Drew Carey's dope as shit. You see the recent stories about him? Uh, no, but I, I've always thought he seemed pretty dope. Seems like like he's one of those guys that just like like Mr. Roger status. And oh, okay. Please don't tell me I'm wrong about this. Yeah, can we not? Can we not like, immediately find out? No, actually, he murdered a bunch of kittens. But uh, like, but super has done a lot of really good things and like super cool and helpful and like not trying to get all the credit for it or whatever. Sure. But it's like uh, with all the the actor strike or not actor strikes, the the writer strikes, sure. all the strikes going on right now. Um, he's going out there and paying for everybody's lunch and like uh -huh. consistently just being like, I'm paying for lunch for this stuff. To the tune of like 50k a week. Oh wow! Like wild, wild numbers. So hey, good, good, good for on him you for supporting. Uh, I've gotten word that Lebanon, Ohio, is more near Cincinnati. Uh, that's the the southern part of Ohio. I'm from Cleveland, which is the northern part. So yeah, we would have never crossed over with uh, Skyrim Grandma, unfortunately. Mm. Um, Greg, are you yeah. curious on who's next week's Games Daily hosts are? I am. Then I'm gonna tell you. Okay. On Monday, it's you. And Jill Grot from Indian Former. Hey! I had a great time hanging out with her down at Summer Game Fest. She interviewed me a long time ago. I liked her. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, this should be good. And then Tuesday, it's Blessing and Jerrica Hanna Woo! from JK Games Podcast. You might remember Jerrica, of course, from when the, we did the Community Day of Podcasting, where she uh, invited me on her show, JK Games, and we talked there. And then Wednesday, you're going to do Games Daily with her. That's correct. Jerrica saying two days in a row. Hell yeah. And then uh, Thursday, Blessed Me, Friday, Me and Bless. That should be fun. That's a too. big week. That's a good it's week. It's gonna be a real good week. All right. So so far, fifteen thumbs up on my Shirley comment, and then one response not from Shirley from Stuff and Things who says, "Hi, Greg. I'm not Shirley, but I can I can vouch. I think is what they're trying to say. I can Vogue her." And he says, "I I can Vogue uh, for her that she doesn't suffer any fools. She's not playing unoptimized games, sixty frames a second or bust. I'm watching this right now, by the way." <laughs> 
Um, so now the kind of funny audience that's watching us live is in their comments. Like, oh, they're only doing 30 frames per second. I'm fucking. She's like, I, I almost fell for this down. shit with Redfall. I'm not falling for it here. <laughs> uh, Pixelated Soul corrects me. It's uh, Groat, like Goat. So Jill Groat from Indian Former. And uh, yeah, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through all the nerdy news you need to know. Remember, we're doing a fun little post show where you can super chat in and we'll answer your super chats. Everybody prepare yourselves. The stream that's happening after this post show is going to change people. And it all starts right now. Uh, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.